You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Broadcasting from a hidden rebel fortress long forgotten since the days of the Clone Wars, Commanders Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their daring crew lead a rebel cell dedicated to bringing you stories of adventure and excitement from across the galaxy. Join them for tales of heroes from the dawn of the Resistance stretching back to the Old Republic. Tales of Jedi and Sith, Rebels and Imperials, technological terrors, and fantastic creatures. Legends so great, you won't believe them. But it's true. All of it. So what are you waiting for? Strap in and get ready to make the jump with Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast. Hello and welcome back to Rebel Cells, the Star Wars animation podcast for the Clone Wars episode, The Bad Batch. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Hey, 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 it's good to be back. Mike, when you just start to say that, a smile came on my face. I'm like, you know, it's it's crazy. I can't believe we're here. Season 7 of Clone Wars, yeah. and it's been, what, six years since we've talked you know, the season six of Clone Wars was back in August of 2014. And here we are in 2020 and uh, we're talking some Star Wars. Uh, you know, it's it's Clone Wars again. I, it's just it's crazy to think that we're getting these last 12 episodes. Um, I'm excited for it. A great opening to this. Uh, these 12 episodes. And I'm ready to I'm ready to jump in, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. Is that is that. Is that right? When, when that's our that was our last episode of. Uh, it was what? Yeah, one thirty eight. The yeah. lost missions. Yeah. Okay. I think I look back. I, yeah. It just because it, it dawned on me like, what was the last time we actually talked? Like season six, not yeah. our not our rewatches. Yeah. But yeah. it was like August, I think, of um, when yeah. we finally finished up the podcast. I was like, Crazy. wow, it's been that long. Yeah. So so, so like. Yeah, here's the thing. So some people might might have the question, and and I'm, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this because I think it's a really simple answer. I uh, this is Rebel Cells. This is not Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. But Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast is Rebel Cells. Like it's the same podcast. We just it's just a rebrand, right? So, um, yeah, I I I don't know. I thought about it. I was like, oh, do we bring back Frontlines? Do we do we? Mm. Uh, do it the the old school way but no the whole point of rebranding to rebel cells was that no matter what they do with animation we have a place to talk about star wars animation so um so yeah this is 
this is whatever episode of Rebel Cells. We don't we don't number the episodes of Rebel Cells. We just put the the season and episode numbers and then the title on it. Um, but yeah, I guess this is episode one thirty nine of Frontlines, <laughs> if you want to think of it that way. Um, yeah, but I'm yeah. not going to track them that way. So <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, it's great to have the Clone Wars back. I have a lot of things to say about the Bad Batch. Um, but before we get into that, two things. We're going to get into news in a second. But before we get into news, I just want to address the fact that now uh, Rebel Cells and all of the podcasts on Thunderquack Podcast Network uh, moving forward are going to be ad supported. Now, they're not all up and running on our new network. Um, our, our not new network, but our new hosting uh, provider. So um, you, you'll, if you listen to other Thundercrack podcasts, you might have noticed that some of them already have ads. Um, by the end of the year, they'll they will all have ads on them. Um, and I, I obviously like we welcome your feedback on that. Um, and if, if there's enough of a desire for ad free episodes, we'll figure out a way to do that. Um, obviously it'll be a premium model. We're doing that with the Thunderquack podcast, um, where the Patreon supporters get, get the Thunderquack podcast, uh, ad free, but, um, it would be a little bit difficult to do that for every single one of the shows because they're uploaded by different people and uh, and and patreon's not really set up to support m- multiple um uh users in there administrating the the account um so i uh, so right now there isn't a plan for ad free episodes of rebel cells or any of the other podcasts just the thunderquack podcast but if enough of you guys out there say that that that's something that's really important to you and you would support it then i'll figure out a way to do that we'll 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 get that sorted um uh with that said i i ad supported means that we will be able to do a lot of cool things that we haven't been able to do before. Um, it means that uh, that the bigger the podcast gets, the more money we'll make off of it, which means that we'll have the opportunity to uh, to take advantage of some stuff that maybe we wouldn't have been able to take advantage of in the past. Um, Star Wars Celebration is right around the corner, and for those who are going to be there, I'll tell you right now that I'm working on a couple of different things. Um, we always kind of do. We always have something. Um, usually uh, we've done t-shirts in the past. Uh, I think we'll probably have some t-shirts, uh, at celebration this year. Um, and hopefully we get a panel so that we can, uh, have a place to give out some of those, but, but I want to do some other stuff as well. So, um, ad supported means that we actually have a budget to do that. So, I uh, th- that's, that's the primary reason that we're, that we're mm-hmm. shifting over. Um, but, but the, it'll, the, I know that some people find ads really annoying and I get that, but, um, like the podcast, I, I, this always sounds really snarky. The podcast is free, right? You don't have to pay to get it. Um, and, but the only reason that I say that is because I, I mean, like I use iTunes, I use, I use the podcast app on my, on my phone to listen Mm -hmm. to podcasts and there's a skip 30 seconds Right. button right <laughs> yeah. next to the play button yeah. and so i will say like if you don't like the ads uh until you know like we decide to go with with a, a an ad free um 
alternative, I, uh, I, all you gotta do is hit that skip button. So there'll be ads at the beginning of the episode. There'll be ads right before we get into the recap. And then there'll be ads at the end. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you can, uh, you can, you can feel free to skip them. Yeah. Um, uh, they are automatically inserted. So if you guys hear something that you don't like, um, l- please let me know. Let me know on Twitter uh, or or on uh, uh, like one of our social platforms, Facebook or Instagram or anything like that. Um, because obviously we want to make sure that the ads that that are being put on the podcast are um, are appropriate to the audience. Um, so if there's something that you guys find objectionable or um, or or just really doesn't fit with the type of content that we do, um, not I'm not saying like oh it's a thing that you're not gonna buy. I'm saying like if if it's something inappropriate or or um, uh, I don't know just something just something off just something weird. Please let me know so that I can let uh, uh, the the ad providers know that we don't want to have that on there. And the reason why I say that is because I can check when I upload the episode, but the new system, it dynamically inserts these ads. So if you're listening to this, uh, on the Wednesday that it goes out on February 26th, you're going to get one set of ads. If you downloaded it six months later, you'd get a different set of ads. And two years later, you'd get a different set of ads. So if you're listening to this in the far flung future, uh, and, uh, and getting, getting weird ads still, let me know, let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. With all of that out of the way, uh, and thank you for, for listening, obviously. Thank you to everybody for supporting us. Um, thank you, especially to our Patreon supporters okay. over at patreon.com slash thunderquack. Um, but with that out of the way, let's get into the news. So I, I, there's one major thing on the news in the news right now. Um, oh, yeah. And that is Project Luminous, which was announced last night. Um, and I, uh, there's like a whole reveal video and this is like a whole thing to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can go to Star Wars. Uh, the, you can go. What, what's the website for for those guys? I think it's the saga continues dot com. Yeah. Um, you can go over there and, and Tim's got a write up on it. But uh, but we're just going to really briefly go over what Project Luminous is and a little bit about the High Republic era. So um, I know that some people out there are probably disappointed in in this announcement. Um, I am not one of those people. This is exactly in line with what I thought we were going to get. Um, it is, uh, it's, they, they've said multimedia, but when they say multimedia, they're talking about publishing. Um, it's kind of like the closest analog to it would have been the shadows of the empire launch when that Mm -hmm. came out and there was there was the book there was the comics there was Mm -hmm. the soundtrack and the video game yeah yeah. Uh, and obviously toys to go along with all of that i this is very similar to that um but right now so we've got five publications that have been announced uh and there are more on the way um so the 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 content that we've got coming that we know we have coming um is uh, it, it's it's a it's a variety of different formats um but it all takes place in this shared new era of Star Wars the High Republic which is 200 years before the prequels mm-hmm. um the rumors that were flying around previously were that it would be about 400 years 200 actually places it 
significantly closer to the events of of the phantom menace and the and the prequel era um which is very interesting i thought that they would have wanted to have a little bit more distance than that but um <clears throat> there are a couple of very notable uh elements of this uh particularly for for clone wars fans that uh that i think um that i think are going to be interesting um so let me go through the the different uh the different um publications that are going to come out so uh we have a novel coming uh from charles soul who uh everybody probably knows best from the comics Mm -hmm. uh from the darth vader comic and uh the the new star wars uh, uh ongoing series um uh titled light of the jedi um, we have a, a youth novel um, from Justina Ireland, who's done a couple of other uh, uh, sort of like middle grade uh, uh, young reader um, type of type of novels in the past. Um, and that is a test of courage. Uh, we have a comic uh, coming from Marvel Comics uh, just titled Star Wars, The High Republic. And that one's uh, written by Kevin Scott. Uh and then, uh, and then we've got another novel that's being written by Claudia Gray um, called Into the Dark. But and like so, uh, we weren't at the press event, so I'm mm-hmm. getting all yeah. of this sort of second and third hand. Yeah. Um, but it's a little bit unclear. But this is probably a YA novel. That's what kind of what Claudia Gray is known for. Um, I, 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 what's the. Uh, is it lost stars lost stars yeah lost stars and then um and then she's done a couple of other ones uh yeah bloodline was bloodline Gray, right um but bloodline was just a was a was a mainline novel but uh lost stars is definitely more of like the ya sort of thing so the expectation is that this will probably end up being a ya as well um uh just because we've already got the other novel uh the, the charles soul novel um, and then, and then another comic, this one from IDW written by Daniel Jose older, uh, and that is the high Republic adventures. Um, so yeah, I mean like, uh, I I'd say like a pretty, this is a pretty good start to all of this stuff. Um, the announcement to me is a little bit premature. They didn't talk about characters very much. They didn't talk about storylines. They talked about the bad guys, the main villains the of this of the, yeah, the of this era will be the Nile, yeah. and I uh, I the Nile are basically um, like Enfys Nest and the Cloud Riders if they were bad guys if they were actually everything that uh, that that they're sort of introduced as, um, and uh, so they're they're kind of like these outlaw bandit. Um, bad guys who are, are, are kind of wreaking havoc, um, along the, the border of the, the Republic. And, and a lot of these stories are going to focus on sort of, it's kind of an expansion era for the Republic. So, um, planets that we would consider Republic planets might be in, uh, uh, you know, uh, sort of unclaimed territory, um, at this point in, in, in the Star Wars, uh, history. So, um, it'll be really interesting to see some of that stuff, um, and hopefully see some planets uh, return to some planets that we've been to before. Um, there are a couple of things that so we saw a lot of concept art, and this is this is where the majority of 
the information really for me is coming from is from this artwork and then a, a couple of like the video that they they released and a couple of the the people that were at the press event and the artwork shows off uh, i made a tweet yesterday last night um essentially saying i the it's the high republic also known as the 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 era of fancy jedi um because <laughs> yeah. that's basically what it is it's it's oh, yeah. all jedi um like all of the heroes are jedi there will be some non-force users apparently but they're not really highlighted in any of the the artwork that was released um this is going to be very focused on the jedi order um and they're all wearing essentially white and then like deep brown like leather Mm -hmm. with like gold sort of decoration on their cloaks it's very interesting because it it's um the closest the closest parallel in the existing uh canon that you could draw to it would be the temple guards um from clone wars and star wars rebels um, yeah. It's very much like what they wear, but everybody is wearing stuff like that, where it's kind of got these like fancy borders and 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 different things. Um, the, the art all looks fantastic; it, it looks great. Um, uh, and, but it kind of it's kind of giving you a hint of what the tone of of this this era of the Jedi Order is going to be like. Um, there'll be a little bit more uh, formal and a little bit more. Uh, 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 I don't know, sort of just like, like the, the, the phrase that's getting kicked around the most is, uh, they're the Jedi Knights of the round table. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there's right. a lot of like King Arthur, uh, type legend. stuff in there. Arthurial legend. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but some of the things that I found really notable in the, in the concept art, uh, is that there's one specific illustration that's got this lineup of Jedi and, one of them has a lightsaber with two blades, and I don't mean a double-bladed yeah. lightsaber. I mean a, a single-sided lightsaber, but it has two <laughs> yeah. side-by-side blades, which is very cool. And then next to that character is um, a, 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 a Jedi with – his lightsaber's not ignited, but then he's got a Lothwolf right next to him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is very exciting because that obviously connects into Lothal, connects into Star Wars Rebels. Um, it's possible that we could see some world between worlds stuff. Uh, it's very possible that we will go to Lothal at some point, um, and and possibly see the Jedi Order using those temples. Um, and then on the far side, the rest of them are just kind of standard Jedi. There, but on the far side, there's a Trandoshan Jedi, which I don't think we've seen yet, um, mm-hmm. which is cool. At oh, least, yeah. at least not in canon, uh, uh, or at least maybe not visually represented. But so there's a Trandoshan Jedi, and then uh, on the very far edge, there's a character who looks very mysterious, who is a Jedi, but doesn't really match the other, like mm-hmm. like that sort of aesthetic that I was talking about of like these sort of white cream uh, cloaks with the gold, um, uh, like embroidery and 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 the and the deep brown leather. Um, sort of aesthetic this character looks a little bit darker um, and has a little bit more color to their outfit and then uh, has a lightsaber with a black blade mm-hmm. um, like the dark saber but not a dark saber so not right. the not the flat blade like a, like a lightsaber blade like a regular 
uh, lightsaber beam blade, but it is black with the white glow. Um, mm. So that's that's very interesting, and we could see some some connection there. Um, and then a couple of people, uh, Jonah Murray was was uh, uh, tweeting about it, saying, uh, uh, but amongst others, uh, saying uh, we could see uh, the Mandalorian Crusaders uh, in this era. Um, we could get a little bit more about about the 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 history of Mandalore and how it it became split uh, uh, at this point in the history um so yeah i i there's just there's there's a lot there's a lot of potential but like i said i feel like it's a little bit premature none of this stuff comes out until august yeah the earliest thing is august i believe which yeah. is charles soul's book right yeah it comes out yeah. right before star wars celebration celebration yeah um yeah. which is which is is great timing for that because uh oh yeah obviously sure. like then like i think that this will be a big focus at star wars celebration i think there will maybe be uh i if the if these rumors are true about an animated show uh, coming later this year, which at this point, I, hey, I've been wrong about this in the past, literally with with both Resistance and Star Wars Rebels. I think I expected <laughs> earlier yeah. announcements than we got. We got an announcement and it was kind of like, and now the show's coming this yeah. fall or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. But if all of the rumors that we've that we've reported on over the the past couple months are true and there's an animated series coming then then i expect that we'll see something from that um at celebration uh i mean i would expect to see the first episode if not the first two episodes of that at celebration um but i don't know if we're gonna get any movie news i really don't like yeah it, it, I don't. Mm-hmm. it's yeah. it's it's really it's really interesting how kind of quiet they've been on that um I think that the focuses are going to be on Mandalorian season two, obviously. Sure. Um, potentially on Obi Wan and Cassian on those series, um, and then and then whatever they're doing in animation, and um, and then the rest of the focus will be on Project Luminous and this new era. Um, mm-hmm. I know. I really like the concept of. Like, let's go first with EU. Um, let's lead with that and and get an established tone and aesthetic to this this era before we pull in any filmmakers um, to to kind of participate, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I really like that. The other thing that I will say on that note is that Ryan Johnson talked about doing star Wars that was completely unrelated to the Skywalker saga. And honestly, this would be perfect. I really hope that Ryan Johnson is still, um, directing that first movie and then producing the rest of his trilogy. Cause I, I want more of what he has to say about star Wars. Um, uh, and honestly, I would love to see more of what JJ has to say about star Wars, but I would love to see it untethered from, the the saga um and and just like sort of let let some of these people tell some cool stories um tell their own stories and and give us something that we've never seen in star wars so 
I think that's what they're focused on. I think that's one of the things that they're that they're trying to do with this is give us give us a new type of villain, um, give us a, an era that we're unfamiliar with. So it's not the old Republic, um, but but it is the Republic before mm-hmm. before the fall. Um, yeah. And uh, the one thing that they didn't show us that you know we're gonna see at some point, we have to see at some point, is Yoda. Yeah. Well, did you see the the artwork they on the uh, trailer they did? Did you notice he was in the artwork? Oh, was he? I didn't notice him in the artwork. Yeah, in, in, the, in that four minute um, teaser reel or whatever you want to call that thing. Yeah. 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 He was actually in the. Uh, you know, it's a quick shot, but you can see Yoda clearly, uh, kind of put up at, along with the other sketches. So I don't know if you noticed that or not, but yeah, he's definitely part of this. I think. Um, and you know what? Here's what I'll say too. Like. I think to sum it up, like I kind of had the same thought you did on, I think you had it on Instagram. You said, uh, you have my interest. And I mm. think I'm probably not as much as excited as, as maybe you are, but I love the time frame. I love what they're doing with the, you know, these, with the Jedi. And, you know, they talked about them being like Texas Rangers and this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that they brought in guys like Doug Chang and Ian McCaig bringing Ian McKagan to, to do this kind of stuff. Wow. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Um, it's Charles soul. I know his work cause I read his comics, all the other ones. I really don't know much. And I obviously I know Claudia Gray. I know she's done some good stuff. Um, I'm just like, I'm not like super excited for this cause it's, it's books and stuff. And I'm, I just really don't have a lot of time to read unless it's like comics. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is one of those things where if, if in August you, you tell me, dude, uh, you need to read this book. Then it's going to be like, okay, I'm going to read the book. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'll see how it goes. And and I just kind of wish there was, there was, this was like the beginning of, you know, we, we thought we were, I didn't really think, but it was always thrown out there. Like, could there be a movie tie in some way in this thing? And mm-hmm. I don't know if they were ever thought of that, but when you think about like Benioff and Weiss, they were tasked to do something. Yeah. Was it possibly, along the lines of this. I don't know. You just throwing it out there. And then there's that other thing where this guy, JD Dillard is apparently attached. The Hollywood reporter said he's attached to a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, this is all just, again, speculation until Lucasfilm says anything, but like I said, they have my interest. Um, especially the comics. I'm definitely, I definitely have time for comics. Um, yeah. but like you said, like I said, if, if you tell me like, Hey, this, you got to read the slide of the I, joy, then I'm going to read yeah, it. Yeah, you know I mean? I'm I'm 100% down uh, I for You know what? Honestly, I I think all five of these things are things that that I can get into. Um but like a novel by Charles Soule, I am I am very interested in. Um mm-hmm. but that the the IDW High Republic Adventures by Daniel Jose Older, I love Last Shot. It's one of my favorite Star Wars novels, um, mm-hmm. which is no surprise because it's about Han Solo. Yeah, sure. Um, but I, uh, yeah, him writing a comic, I think, I think that's going to be a lot of fun, um, and uh, I really like the way that he that he writes characters, because um, some some Star Wars writing is more about plot, and some is more about characters, and some is more about starfighters <laughs> yeah um okay uh and uh and 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 hey 
I love the Starfighter stuff because, like, uh, Alphabet Squadron, um, I've talked about that a couple of times on the podcast. Uh, that one was, was one that actually surprised me with how much I ended up liking that by the end of it. Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's funny because I liked it enough that I picked up the TIE Fighter tie-in comic, the volume one of, of TIE, Star Wars TIE Fighter, which was like a prequel sort of uh, other side of the story um, about the Empire um, uh, I, I, that are hunting the, the, the rebel fighters. And the comic was not of interest to me. Um, like I didn't, I didn't end up enjoying it very much, but I still really love that novel, which usually for something so visual, like starfighter combat, I would think, would think it would be the Mm. other way around. But, um, and there's another one of those alphabet squadron books coming out this year. So, um, uh, yeah, but anyways, I like, look, I, I also tweeted today. Uh, that this is my my one of my patented Star Wars hot takes. I think that the TV shows are the best Star Wars content. I don't think that that's a surprise to anybody who listens to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Star Wars Rebels is my favorite Star Wars content, uh, I, like without exception. Um, and then Clone Wars is pretty close behind that. Mandalorian is is creeping up. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's really good. Yeah. And I just think, like, when you look at, at the movies, we have 10 movies, uh, and we've got the original trilogy, which I think are, are, are great, perfect films. We have the prequels, which are very flawed, but I love anyways. Mm-hmm. And then we have the sequels, which uh, one out of three is a great movie, and the other ones are, are still, still all right. Um, I, I feel like the force awakens just isn't aging well for me. Really? Um, mm. Yeah. I, I just, just because of how sort of like flat the plot is, um, as compared to, to some of the other movies. Um, but, uh, but it, ultimately the, with the sequels, I love the characters. So they, yeah. they, I still enjoy the movies. Um, right. even if the, the plot is, is, not what i want it to be um Mm. that's more about rise of skywalker than it is about force awakens and i feel like for me rise of skywalker has retroactively kind of tainted the force awakens a little bit Mm. um yeah that's another podcast (laughs) another discussion but (laughs) like that's the thing is that i've got i have one trilogy out of the three trilogies that i can say like those movies are awesome and i will watch them anytime Right. And then I've got another trilogy that it's like, I'd rather watch Clone Wars than watch the prequels because it's the better version of that era. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with the sequels, it's like, okay, it's all kind of, it's all kind of bittersweet because I love these characters, but I really don't like what they did with them by the end of the story. So, mm-hmm. yeah. and then, and then Rogue One, everybody knows who listens knows I'm not the biggest fan of rogue one. Although I, I feel like I've maybe come around on it a little bit over the last few years. Um, certainly in the last year, I, uh, and then solo is my favorite star Wars movie. Um, and solo is my favorite star Wars movie because it's not like any of the other star Wars movies. Like right. it's, it's such a tight self-contained story. Um, and that's one of the things that I love about it. Like it's got a great beginning, middle and end. It's just an adventure. Um, and it harkens back to my favorite Star Wars novels, which are the the Han Solo adventure novels by Brian Daly. So, 
like I'm, I kind of ex- consider it an extension of those stories um, and would love to see more solo, but I don't think solo needs to happen in a movie. I would love to see a Disney plus series from that. And what I was saying is, is like, I th- like the TV is better than the movies. And I think that at this point, like when we look at the number of hours of enjoyment out of the movies uh, versus the number of hours of enjoyment out of the TV series, percentage wise tv wins out by a long shot yeah because there's sure. so much great star wars tv now yeah. um oh, yeah. and and there's some good star wars film <laughs> right um we love it all i i want that to be really clear it's like we love it all it's just like what what is what kind of hits the spot for me right <laughs> yeah. and then and then with the comics and the novels it's like there's it's peaks and valleys for sure. There's some real stinkers in there for me, but then there's also some stuff in there that, like I said, those Brian Daly Han Solo novels are some of my favorite star Wars. I love those books. Um, last shot is another one that I really, really like alphabet squadron is one that I really like. Let me look up on my shelf. What else? What else do I really like? Shatterpoint back from back in the day with the clone Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I shadows of the empire obviously is a classic and then the Republic commando stuff. Like there's, there are some fantastic novels that I think some of the stories in those novels are better than some of the stories in the movies that we've gotten. Um, yeah. So like we hold the movies in this high esteem. They're so important. Everything revolves around movie, 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 movie. And I really think that that is flawed thinking. I think I think that that made sense when George was the sort of singular vision producing this stuff. But George was teaching Dave Filoni how to make Star Wars. And then I think like Dave, he he's passing that knowledge on um, to like John Favreau and to others. And I, I, and, and so now like, we're not in an era anymore of movies, like singular vision, like, like here's a movie, here's a movie, here's a movie every once in a while. And then a few like multimedia things that tie into the larger film story, Mm. which like, if you, if you look at it, if you look at everything that's come out in the last few years, that's kind of what it is. But if you think back to before before the prequels, even between the prequels and the Disney buyout, and you look at like the New Jedi Order, for example, right? And you think of that, um, and and like how big of a story that was, and it had nothing to do with the movie. It was mm. just its own thing, and we went to new planets, and we went, met new characters, and there were new villains, and new technology, and new creatures, and new everything um, throughout the course of that. And we've kind of lost that since since the Disney acquisition. Like Disney, everything everything goes back to one of the movies. Everything ties into a film. Or mm-hmm. if it doesn't, it ties into a TV show that ties into a film. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so everything is kind of orbiting around these movies up until now, but that's actually not, I, that's not when star Wars became star Wars, right? 
Like, like I think, I think maybe we talked about this on a podcast. I don't, I don't remember if it was with you or maybe it might have actually just been a regular conversation with a human being. <laughs> don't record all of my conversations. Yeah. Um, but it's the idea that like Star Wars comes out. It's a movie. It's a phenomenon. It's crazy. Everybody loves it. It's a, it's a action figure, a breakfast cereal, toilet paper, whatever. Right. It's Spaceballs, the lunchbox. Spaceballs, the coloring book. And then, not like there's comics. There's there's Splinter of the Mind's Eye. There's the novelization. There there's a couple of things in there. We get closer to Empire, and we get the Brian Daly Han Solo stuff. And then after that, we get the Lando stuff, and we start to get a little bit uh, of that stuff. But Star Wars is really just a it's just a, a a couple of movies. It's just a handful of these three movies there, and they're a big deal. It's and everybody loves Star Wars, yeah. But I don't really think that Star Wars became capital S, capital W, Star Wars until the Thrawn trilogy happened. Mm-hmm. And and I say that like, coming from me, that means a lot because I don't like the Thrawn trilogy. I don't like those books. Yeah, I don't I like those that, stories. Yeah. But but that is to me the point. Like that's when the expanded universe really starts, and then the novels kind of kick off from there. And we get the Jedi Academy trilogy. We get the Young Jedi Knights stuff, um, courtship of Princess Leia. Right, like everything kind of starts going, and we get all of this this stuff, all of this content, all of these stories to fill in these gaps. And that's when Star Wars goes from being movies that people love to a lifestyle choice for some people, right? Mm-hmm. And and it becomes really like a way of thinking and a way of being. And and that is when I came up in Star Wars. Um, and I, I, so that's all kind of always been the experience for me. And I think that that was kind of the case for a lot of people. But then, like, the movie's came back with the prequels and everybody was oh cool the prequels the prequels the prequels and then the clone wars tie-in stuff between two and three and and everything again revolved around that even though we had the new jedi order kind of going at the same time mm-hmm. everything really revolved around those films uh and then and then everything goes dark and and what happens it, it like star wars doesn't kind of get a, a shot again until like a shot of energy until the clone wars comes on and then it builds back up and it's a whole new fan base and it's this whole new thing and that wasn't a movie again that wasn't a movie and the the fans that became fans in between the film releases are the most hardcore fans you'll ever find and I think I just find that really interesting. And, and so people put this focus on the movies and they want to know when the next movie is coming out. Um, but to me, I look at this and I go, this is Lucasfilm and, and Disney figuring out how do we capture the thing that really creates this community um, without George? Cause this is really the first time that it's happening. I, mm-hmm. uh, and and thankfully, I think we've got some really great people in the story group. And and uh, like you said, like they're bringing in heavy hitters like like Doug yeah. Chang and Ian McKay, um to, to bring that authenticity to it and make sure that that from a visual standpoint with the consistency that it is Star Wars. Right. It's new, but yeah, it visually. is Star yeah, yeah. Wars. Yeah. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And yeah. and they're really like they're pulling in their best to do this, and that is so exciting. Um, and I, I I don't know I I I it's like I always say. Well, whenever we would do like our, our postseason wrap up episode and be like, okay, well, here's the question. What do we want from the next season? And mm-hmm. I became a broken record of like, I just want them to surprise me. I want them to show me something that I didn't know I wanted to see. Mm-hmm. And this concept of the high Republic, that is, that's, that's it. Like, like there yeah. it is. Yeah. So I just, I'm I, the last it. thing I'll say is, sorry. The last thing I'll say is, um, one of the questions I had like yesterday when I was looking at this, I go, man, this is a lot of stuff. This is a huge uh, undertaking for just, you know, uh, books and comics. And like, there's got to be more to this. You know what I mean? There's got to be a, a, a TV show, a movie, something. But then I think you just answered my question a few minutes ago when you're saying, when you, when you look back to the Thrawn trilogy and the new Jedi Order, I mean, these were massive undertakings. You know what was New Jedi, Jedi Order? What twelve books or something like that? Yeah. Um, so, so I, maybe it is just this. I don't know. I just, I just feel like this is something pretty big, especially when you're going back two hundred years and you're starting something super fresh and like, man, I'm surprised they're not, unless they're just not saying anything yet and seeing how this rolls out and then go, okay, let's go ahead and and let's 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 tell a story movie. Let's, let's have a movie with these particular characters, whatever they're going to be. I know there's some names floating around on some of these characters, but Maybe this is just the the tip of the of the iceberg here. What we're going to get, um, you know, we're supposed to get a movie in 2022. That that's what Bob Iger said, you know, months and months and months ago, before he resigned today. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I it's it's it is. It's like I said earlier. It's you have my interest. Um, I'm not a huge book guy, but I'll definitely I'll definitely read these these comics and uh, we'll see where it goes from there and. Hopefully this is like I said. Hopefully this is just the tip of the iceberg where they're going to go, and, and maybe we'll get some kind of TV show or movie somewhere down the line. Especially if these characters are great. Like I said, if these turn out to be some great characters and great stories, oh, there you go. And then you can throw Yoda in there to kind of tie everything together. We we talked about that before too. So I don't know, man. Sounds uh, sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I I I'm all for it. I'm excited. Yeah. I think we're going to get some cool stuff. Um, and uh, I just really like the aesthetic. And the thing that I am super excited about are the people who saw that concept art last night and just like broke out their sketch pads and started <laughs> going to work of like, wow, I have to build my cosplay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm actually, I'm going to work on and draw my own uh, uh, High Republic uh, Jedi, Jedi Sona. Uh-huh. Um, it's because it's the sort of thing that people like to do on the internet when a Pokemon game's coming out. You draw your character and like yourself in the Pokemon world or whatever. <clears throat> so uh, I'm gonna take a crack at that, and uh, and I'll I'll let everybody listening to the podcast know that uh, that that I'll, I'm gonna make that available as a commission option if people wanna wanna get a drawing or something. Um, yeah. I'll cool. I'll tweet about that and stuff. I uh, cool. Well, I. That's it for the news. So we're going to get into the recap in just a second. But before we do, here are some ads. I was hoping for Kenobi. Why are you here? (laughs) 
They call themselves the Bad Batch. Jedi, your nobility is a weakness. I don't have such weaknesses. War does not come with a guarantee. No soldier gets the promise of safety. Soon, the galaxy will be remade. Hello, Master. It's been a while. Now it's time for the Clone Wars recap. So, yes, sir! Okay, we are back in The Clone Wars. Uh, first episode back in Season 7, The Bad Batch, directed by Kyle Dunleavy and written by Brent Friedman and Matt uh, M- M- Mishnovitz? Sure. Mishnovitz? Um, Mishnovitz? Yeah. 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 I, I, here we go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start this off. We're, we're switching it up. Matt usually yeah, you go, you was do. the one, but, but we're switching it up. I. Jedi Generals Anakin Skywalker and Mace Windu meet with Captain Rex and Commander Cody. Sorry, I got to break into the middle of the beginning of this recap just to say it feels real good to say those (laughs) names again about a brand new episode. Uh, Discussing the Republic's recent struggles to protect Anaxis from falling to the Separatists. Rex believes that the Separatists have somehow gained possession of his strategic algorithm. And the only others who ever knew of the program were Echo and Fives, who are dead. Mm-hmm. So here's the uh, this this is the this is the conspiracy right off the bat. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna throw in a little bit of trivia here that that's been floating around, but I just want to make sure that everybody, absolutely everybody, certainly all of our listeners know, Anaxis is the planet um, uh, in season two of Star- actually I guess in season one of Star Wars Rebels, right? Yeah, in season one of Star Wars Rebels, where they go and it's like all busted up, yeah. and uh, okay. there's the Republic base that they that they're going to meet Fulcrum at, and then all those That's bat right. creatures come out, the those those bat land monsters that are in this episode too. If, it, if and there and carefully. there's a couple in this yeah. episode, and that Fear was Nox. the first thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, Fear Nox. Yeah. yeah, that was the first thing that I noticed. Um, as I was watching the episode, there when they're camped out later, one mm. of them w- kind of wanders by in the yeah. background, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. "That's really cool." Yeah, but yeah. it doesn't come anywhere near them because they have lights. And I was like, "That's awesome. That's really cool to see them on another planet." And then the next day, I or a couple of days later, I the the recap goes up. Uh, the, recap, the episode guide goes up and I look in the trivia, and it's like, "No, that is the planet where they're from. It's mm, just." Yeah. It, like something happened either during the war or post-war. Um, and uh, like, maybe it's one of the planets that they were testing the Death Star on. Maybe it's, maybe it was mined for Kyber. We don't know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I love it. I love yeah. that right off the bat coming back in to uh, uh, the Clone Wars, the first episode, it's like, Hey, here's this awesome connection back into Star Wars Rebels. Dave yeah. Filoni knows what's up. He <laughs> loves yeah. Star Wars. And I think that is the key to making good Star Wars. Mm-hmm. That's why The Mandalorian is as good as it is, because Dave is a part of it, but also because Jon Favreau loves Star Wars. I think that's why, for my money, The Last Jedi is the best of the sequels, because Ryan Johnson loves Star Wars. Not the movies, 
Star Wars, all of it, the mm-hmm. cartoons, the comic books, the video games, all of it. Um, and that's why Solo is the absolute best Star Wars movie because the the the, the Kasdans who wrote it are Star Wars and love Star Wars. And that's why there's references to Masters of the Tereskazi and (laughs) Darth Maul shows up at the end and all of that stuff, because like that is the key to loving to, to making good Star Wars is loving it. And that's to bring it back to high Republic. That's why high Republic is going to be awesome because those, those writers love Star Wars, and it's very clear in all the other stuff that they've done. It's very clear in that. And it's yeah. super clear coming back and doing the final season of The Clone Wars that Dave, uh, Joel Aaron, um, everybody who who's back um, and, 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 and jumping back into work on this on this season, they are doing it not because it's a job, not because it looks good on a resume or because it pays well. They're doing it because they freaking love Star Wars, specifically the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And uh, that care and attention is all over this episode. It is so nice to have it back. All of that said, okay, so you guys know I am ecstatic to have the Clone Wars back. I love talking about it with you guys. Um, and and this is a good episode completely forgettable and just another episode of clone wars <laughs> <laughs> well that's a hot take you know uh, what i mean like like i well, it's, we've seen it before right sort it's of. it's absolutely not a dig at the at the episode <laughs> it is just saying like it's as if no time has passed yes visually it looks better there 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 are updates to the to the to the style and to the animation quality um and that's very apparent in terms of storytelling, I, this is just, it's just Clone Wars. So there are a lot of people online who are like, my God, this is one of the best episodes of the Clone Wars ever. It's like, no, it's not. This is a good episode of the Clone Wars. Most of the Clone Wars are good episodes of the Clone Wars. Everybody just kind of kind of ease up because people are going to have coronaries when we get to the final arc. If yeah, we're no, starting no. at 11. Yeah. Right, yeah. like the dial is already cranked past ten. On the on like with people sort of like like uh, uh, reception of this, and it's like, look, we gotta have room to go up, yeah. <laughs> because Ahsoka versus Maul is going to be one of the greatest moments in Star Wars, full stop. So let's give ourselves a little bit of runway to get up to it. That's all I'm yeah. going to say. Um, well, that's what that's what I said in the beginning when we opened up. I was like, you know, this was a solid entry, uh, a solid episode. Um, but yeah, like you said, let's let's. Uh, I think you're right. It was just the, the major hype going into this get coming back. It just everybody was going crazy. But yeah. um, it was a I, really I great introduction to the yeah. Republic Commandos. Sorry, I mean Bad Batch. Bad Batch, yeah. And I, I love this too. And I'll, I'll just say before we go on, um, look. I've always loved the Clone Wars. Um, it's like you love the the Rebels is like your favorite. I think Clone Wars is still yeah. top of the top of the charts for me. 
Um, so I love this thing. I love the way this thing started. I love the shots that these sweeping shots of the, you know, following the transport in. I just love that stuff. And and the, like you said, the animation looks fan. I'm watching this thing in 4K, which is another bonus now with with Disney Plus. And uh, I just just jumping back into this, like you said, just like you know, getting into your old comfy seat again. You know, it's that old chair that you always love. So um, and and just as far as the story goes. Um, Here's what, here's what we're starting with, too. So the Republic has its grip on an axis. It's slipping away because this is an important shipyard that produces ships for the Republic. And, and, and you know, the Separatists know that if they take this, this is a prime target uh, for the Separatists. And, and to take this out is it would be a massive blow, uh, you know, to the Republic. So that's kind of where we're at story-wise is I had to kind of catch myself up. On because you know I watched the animatics of the uh, of this of this episode and I just totally forgot about most of it and there's some new shots in here we'll talk about in a second but um, I guess I'll continue Mike uh, Windu dispatches Rex and Cody to take a small squad of troopers and infiltrate the Separatist Cyber Center if the Separatists are using Rex's algorithm they'll find evidence there so that's what they were setting up in this beginning with with anakin we got a quick little scene with anakin and mace and you know rex is going man you know these guys are on top of us after every incursion you know like what is going on how are they figuring this out you know they're on us they're using analytics you know and it's like oh boy what's going on why is this happening and uh actually we'll get to that you know obviously we're going to get to that with with echoes and Echo and and what happens to him, but um, that's kind of where we're starting off this episode. Go ahead, Mike. You want to keep going? Yeah. Uh, Rex and Cody speak in private. The decorated captain feels uneasy, wondering if Echo may still be alive. I don't have another way to explain how the Separatists got the algorithm, he says. Cody tries to ease his friend's mind and readies to introduce him to the unit they'll be working with. Clone Force 99 a squad of defective Republic soldiers with desirable mutations. They call themselves the Bad Batch. Um, mm. So th- this is very interesting, and 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 hopefully uh, we get a little bit more insight into this at, at Star Wars Celebration, and Dave uh, talks a little bit about the the evolution of the Bad Batch, and, and he already has at previous celebrations. But I would love to... to Hopefully I'll get to ask him some questions, maybe at a press conference or something. Um, but uh, I would love to know more about the really like the reason why we distinguish the Bad Batch from the Republic Commandos, because these characters are so, so similar to mm. the Republic Commandos. And I remember way back in my first celebration at Celebration 5, uh, we, we were... <laughs> in between seasons two and three and we saw it got to see the trailer for for season three where and we got a clip where we got our very first look at the republic commandos um in in the clone wars and i uh, and and later at the press junket i asked the question is it possible that we could get a resolution at some point to the story from the video game because there's no sequel coming for the video game um, because it ends on a cliffhanger. And, and I think it's Sev that gets separated from the rest of the squad. And, uh, and we don't know what happened. Um, and Dave responded. He was like, well, it's the clone wars and correct me if I'm wrong, but that happens 
in the midst of Revenge of the Sith. And and I was like, yeah, okay, I guess that makes sense. Um, that said, mm-hmm. the final arc that we're going to get takes place during Revenge of the Sith. So it, it, they they could have told this story. Mm-hmm. I I find it really interesting that they instead of instead of exploring that existing story and granted those characters are now in a muddy place with the mythology and whether or not like even before Disney um when the Mandalore stuff came out for Clone Wars in season what is that like season 2 mm-hmm. um it yeah. it threw into question everything about the Republic Commando novels because the Republic Commando novels had built up this whole culture for Mandalore and then this contradicted a lot of that so that uh, like i i feel like there was a decision at some point to distance away from using the republic commandos again we got gregor uh who obviously goes on to to be a character in star wars rebels which is great but we never we never see obviously the squad from the novels uh darman and his squad i think that's I think that's Delta squad in that one. And Mm. we never see, we never see the squad again from, we see them in that one clip that one, that one moment in season three um, of the clone wars. I don't think we ever see those four characters again of, I think it's Sarge. Right. And then Mm -hmm. uh, fixer scorch and Seth. There you go. Um, Nice. Nice pull. Well, I love that video game. It's one of my favorite Star Wars <laughs> video games, and I love those characters. And that's why coming into the Bad Batch, when the characters are introduced and we see them all, it's like, okay, what what about these characters justifies them existing aside from the Republic Commandos? And I've been doing a lot of thinking about it, and I know that there's a lot of people online who've been commenting about it as well. I think what I just said about about the the muddiness of the Karen Travis novels and 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 the canon that contradicts it and all of that stuff. It's like okay, well let's stay away from those characters. I think that's part of it. I think the other part of it is that we have these other stories with the rookies on Camino on that that uh, mm-hmm. that asteroid communication base, right? The stories with Echo and Fives um and when you when you pull it all the way back to to that to that f- first episode in that in that story chronologically 99 is a very important part of that story mm-hmm. right and those clones uh that original the 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 original group of shinies uh from rookies the the rookies i guess we call them um and captain rex and cody are our most important clone troopers in the, over the course of the clone wars, right? One of them has been present at every major storyline in the clone wars. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's the Umbaran arc or, you know, like, like, the, like one of, at least one of them, if not a few of them have been present, the Citadel arc, obviously, cause that's one of the ones that we're focusing on here. And when fives died at the end of season six, right? It was, or towards the end of season six, it was like, okay, well he was the last one of that squad, but there was always that lingering, like, but what about echo? We didn't actually see what happened to echo exactly on the yeah. Citadel. So, and like, cause I remember back then you could go back and listen to the podcast. I'm sure that we speculated at the time at, at the end of the Citadel arc of like echo might not be dead. 
Like, mm, like there, yeah, it's yeah. it. There was an explosion, and then we don't Nobody. see anything else. Nobody. Yeah. yeah. I think maybe we see the helmet, right? I, I'd have to go back yeah. and rewatch those episodes, but I think they, we see like the smoking the helmet. helmet or something. Yes. Um, and that's sort of our thing of like, oh, Echo is dead. But I think that the point of it being the Bad Batch instead of it being the Republic Commandos is that the Republic Commandos are never explained as being genetically different. They were trained with specializations, right? Mm-hmm. But but with the Bad Batch, the Bad Batch ties back into that storyline from from the rookies that that first episode i can't remember what it's called right now but it ties back into that episode um is it new recruits or maybe it's just recruits it's something like that you know the one that i'm talking about though right one the one where they have to do the trial and they have they, they have to do it a couple of times and they they come together as a team and they gel um with what is it? It's Echo Fives Heavy, and there's another one. Echo Fives Heavy. I can't remember the fourth one, but it is a four man squad. And ninety nine is the one who inspires them to come together as a team, and mm-hmm. and then they and then they they overcome that, right? Yeah. Um, so ninety nine has become an important character to the clones. And he was a janitor because he was an aberration. He his his he didn't clone properly. So, like the idea of like, well, these are these are genetically dissimilar clones. Like there are, but they're desirable mutations. So something right. happened in the in the cloning process where Wrecker comes out, and they're like, well, his his physical aptitude is much higher than the others and not like within the variants of, of the different clones. Cause the clones obviously have personalities and specialties and some become arc troopers and others don't. But like with Wrecker, it's like, well, Wrecker's bigger than the rest of the clones. Oh yeah. Like not yeah. just physically, like his neck is thicker. His head is bigger and more round than the others. Right. And then like, so I don't know. I kind of get it, but at the same time, I would have loved to have seen the, the Republic commandos, but we got what we got. Yeah, I think it's, again, they're setting up this, you know, humanizing the clones and to see how these different, um, like you said, mutations are, you know, they're different personalities and they're just they're building on that. And, you know, you talked about the Bad Batch and nice little nod there to uh, even, I think, Rex recognizes it like, oh, that was a nice call, you know, calling him Clone Force 99 yeah. uh, after 99. Uh, but Bad Batch, uh, we first heard it was in Clone Cadets. That we first that's heard. What it, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's where we kind of first heard that term. But yeah, you know, um, and and here's where we got one of the new scenes from the from different from the uh, the stuff we got earlier from the animatics was a scene with Rex sitting with a picture. Um, that yeah. is a new scene. He's got his picture of Fives, Echo, and Heavy, and, and himself uh, kind of hanging out. It's so interesting to go back and visit Rex at this point in his life. Mm-hmm after having star Wars rebels, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's such a yeah, fascinating, yeah. it's, it's almost obviously it's not planned, but it's almost like this is how it was always meant to be. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, because Rex is going to be so important in all of this. And it's like, do we already, is it kind of spoiled? Cause we know that he's going to survive order 66. No, because now we know he's going to survive order 66. 
mm-hmm. he's going to maintain his personality and he's not going to turn on the Jedi or is he? And there's still, there are still these questions and, and all the stuff. And so to get to spend time with him and, and see him revisit, uh, I, uh, what he considers one of his past failures with echo. It's, uh, I don't know. I just like the fact that we already have rebels and now we're coming back to this character and, and, and experiencing new stories with him. I think it's just kind of, it's this really great sort of serendipitous gift that we get mm-hmm. as, as star Wars fans. It's almost like, it's better this way than if it had just gone straight through season yeah. seven. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. It's, it's, that was, you know, again, with that scene with him sitting with pictures, stuff I kind of love when they kind of sit for a second, let that, that let new scene kind of marinate for a minute. Like, oh man, that's, I do remember back. And you mentioned it, Mike, you know, heavy died in season one. Um, yeah. And the rookie setting the explosive, fives died in season six. You know, he realized the chip in the head and they, he was killed. Echo died protecting uh, his comrades. Um, and like you said, we never saw that body in season three in Citadel. So, Boom, here we go. So anyway, uh, I just want to mention that for those that maybe forgot because I was like, oh, yeah, heavy in them. And I kind of do some research like what happened to them? That's right. He died in this and that. So that's kind of an update of what's going with those with those guys in the picture. Um, I'll continue. Wearing black and red armor, the Bad Batch arrives at Anaxis consisting of team lead hunter, the hulking wrecker, stats-minded tech, and the sharpshooter crosshair. They don't look or act like normal clones. And I got to tell you, I'm, I was pretty, I was kind of tickled to watch these guys come out. You have the, you know, the different look, obviously you got Hunter who is, um, you know, kind of the, obviously the leader. Uh, he's got this Rambo vibe, even though Dave Filoni said he kind of modeled him after uh, the predator of uh, Sonny, uh, Sonny um, uh, Lanham's character and, and predator. Uh, so I definitely saw that Hunter uh, or Wrecker. Obviously, Mikey talked about him. The brute. He's kind of a little crazy. Uh, you throw that in there too. Uh, uh, Tech obviously is the nerd guy who knows everything. And then Crosshair, the sniper. This is like a sniper character with. He's got like a chip on his shoulder. You know what I mean? And uh, I love the fact that Hunter comes in and he goes, "What kind of suicide mission do you have us on this time?" So it kind of gives you an idea of what these guys. They're just kind of a little bit nutty, a little bit crazy, and they have this attitude. Like when they flew out on their shuttle, you know, they're just like they have no – they just kind of fly in. Although they're kind of crazy, they're in control. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed meeting these guys and watching these guys do their thing throughout this whole episode. Um, so do you have any thoughts on, on these guys and their characters? No, I, I think you nailed it. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's kind of everything about it. Yeah, like they are – they are reckless, but they get the job done. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and and obviously, like with with the rest of the clones, that's not going to necessarily mesh well. But we're going to see that. That's kind of the 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 main dynamic here in the episode. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Cool. You want me to continue here? Uh, sure. Go on ahead. on route to the Separatist Cyber Center, battle droids spot the clone's gunship and blast it out of the sky. Cody suffers a severe abdominal in injury in the crash, and a droid battalion closes in on the squad. The Bad Batch decide to handle things their way, and takes the fight to the Clankers. Cody, uh, you know, that's yeah. another thing, too. Like, like the last, I was trying to think, what happens with Cody? And, like, the last time we really saw him was him shooting at Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? Yep. So it's interesting kind of history line. Like, where is that going to go? He's injured. Uh, and it's funny that Wrecker, he, he, you know, he kind of just 
goes over there and picks up the gunship and kind of pulls it off him. He even ma makes a comment like, I'm not going to pull him out of the, the you know, the wreckage. I'm going to take the wreckage off of him or something like yeah. that. It's kind of a funny little line, though. But, yeah, uh, any, I don't know. What, what's going to happen with Cody, though? Like, or do we care? Like, he shot at Obi-Wan. Do we really care what happens to Cody? I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> sort of those, like, oh, I guess we'll find out. Like, no big deal. I'm more I'm more concerned about what what's happened with Rex. So, um uh, you want me to keep going, Mike? Yeah. Uh, the four clones charge, each using their own particular uh, skills to wipe out the opposition. Following the battle, droids contact Admiral Trench, reporting that the clone attack matches known known strategies. So I love the I love how they set up this. Um, they they tell Rex like, "Hey, Rex wants to hold down and like we'll fend him off here." And then Hunter's like, "No, we got this." Wrecker goes out and provides, and, and this is what I like about them. They each have a skill, right? Like Wrecker has the the, the big piece of the, the, I guess, the transport. He's using that as a shield. You have Hunter or uh, uh, Tech is like, okay, this is the coordinates. This is what you got to do. Hunter is the one that throws it, and then Crosshair is the one that ignites everything. You know what I mean? So they yeah. all have this thing that works so together together uh, as a unit, and it kind of like, whoa, Rex is like, whoa, okay. <laughs> and we'll see Rex later on going, oh, let's let's try it your way. So I, I, I love the way that they set up this team and show how they work together. So really, really cool strategy on how they, they took out these uh, separatists. Any, uh, go ahead, Mike. Any yeah. thoughts? Or? Uh, no, yeah, I, you nailed it for sure. Um, I'll keep, I'll continue here. Uh, the, the clones set up camp. Uh, Tech explains that Hunter has heightened senses. He can detect the data center's electromagnetic frequencies. With Cody still suffering from his injuries, Rex calls in EVAC and takes command. But Crosshair questions the captain's authority and tempers flare. Finally, things calm down and they move out. Um, so there's a there's a little bit of a power dynamic there yeah. you know, that mm -hmm. happens. Um, but uh, but ultimately, they all they all kind of sorted out. But, yeah. You got this this group here, this Clone Force Nine Nine that's used to doing the things on their own way. Dude, they even have like uh, skulls on their on their uh, uniforms. You know, it's like the suicide mission thing. They talk about like they're used yeah. to doing things their way, and they don't really need anybody else telling them how to how to fight. I guess so. Um, uh, let's see, are we on when they arrive? Yeah. Uh, when they arrive at an outpost, the clones storm the entrance, blasting their way into the tower. Tech hacks into the system and detects a whole platoon of droids heading their way, and the Bad Batch decide to grab some speeder bikes and flank them from the black, uh, from the back. So, um, yeah. Uh, actually, you know what? There's a, there's one other thing I want to talk about. It's after this next thing. Go ahead, Mike. And, sure. And, uh, uh, the, uh, the clones finally reach the cyber center, as does the droid platoon. As Rex creates a diversion, the Bad Batch blasts their way through the complex and take control of the command center. But the fight isn't over yet, as super battle droids join the attack. The Bad Batch hold off the Separatists as Rex heads to the command center to join Tech. Mm. You know, I want to mention, too, like, we're, they're talking about Trench, and, and he's back again. And, I, geez, he's, it's been a while since since uh, we saw him. But he realizes that they're using tactics that they have never seen you know, you know what I mean? Like this, like the yeah. last time we saw Trent was in Cat and Mouse, and um, so it's this whole tactics thing that changed all of a sudden. It's like, whoa, what's changing? And it's all because this Clone Force ninety nine is kind of throwing their whole analytics 
off is because they think this is going to happen. It's totally out of the ordinary. And I got to tell you, there's that one scene um, where there's this, uh, I, I, I'm not exactly sure how to describe it. It's just basically, I, I, I would call it, I guess, a one take where they follow the clone or they follow, is it, um, I think it's te- not, te- yeah, tech, hunter, and um, and Wrecker, they follow them through as they're going through the uh, the tower, uh, the bottom of the tower, and, and the camera follows them throughout this whole thing, and they're fighting, and it's, it's like a one shot thing where they go all the way into the to the end where they finish yeah. off the you know what I mean? You remember that scene? It's like holy crap! I didn't notice that, and someone pointed that out. Like that is really cool. It's just a small little detail where. I don't know if you see that a lot with animation. I don't watch a lot of animation, but to me, I thought that was like movie quality type, following them around as they do their their acting and their their uh, fighting and all that thing. I thought that was really cool that they uh, that they did that. They added that in there. So I just wanted to point that out. I don't know if anybody else uh, noticed. That. I don't know if you noticed that, Mike. Is that, is yeah, it, yeah. The great? one the one shot moment is 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 pretty great. I I I enjoyed that as well. Yeah, um, and that was kind of the moment where I was like, "Okay, Clone Wars is back." <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, like everything up until that point, I was like, "Okay, this is fun. This is fun. This is fun." And then it was that, and I was like, "Oh man, this is yeah, this is yeah. what we're here for. This is this is what we show up for." Did you notice also the battle droids? Um, one of them says, "You know what's going on," and then the other one goes, "Maybe it's another." As soon as he starts to say "drill," Rex, uh, I think I think it's Rex that takes him out. But obviously, a callback to Star Wars: the two stormtroopers. Yeah. Uh, talking about it before uh, before Obi Wan comes in, uh, you know, just these little kind of Easter eggs that kind of pop up. I was like, oh, that's that's pretty darn cool. Uh, I'll continue. Your tech finds not a program, but a live signal coming from another planet called Skako Minor. He patches Rex in, and they hear something that sounds almost human, and utters the code CT fourteen one four zero nine. Rex stammers back in shock as the clones make their exit so finish up mike and uh, we'll talk about this uh yeah. song here. Or, uh, the droids contact trench confirming that a connection was made with shaco minor which alarms the admiral safely away from the cyber center tech asks rex what the number they heard meant ct1409 that was echo's number rex says that was echo so now we have our mission now now yeah, the plot of this this arc can really start, and it's not it's not about stopping the separatists from, uh, I like whatever knowing the strategies or or figuring out how to how to beat their algorithm or whatever we thought it was. It's actually mm-hmm. about getting uh, Echo back, Echo rescuing back, yeah. Echo. So this is it's going to turn into a rescue mission. Yeah, and the question is, uh, as far as Echo is concerned, like. What is his actual? You know, is this some kind of a trap? I mean, is he real alive? Is he is he being you know held alive by? Because obviously, Mike, they they are, you know, getting into his brain somehow, perhaps, or torturing perhaps to get these, you know, get, get the information. Because yeah. even even in the beginning, uh, Rex talks about um, how him and him and um, uh, Echo used to devise battle plans together. You know what I mean? So I, I wonder if you know they're doing something to get into his mind to figure out what's going on. So that'll be interesting to see how that folds out uh, or plays out in the next episode. So uh, yeah. again, like you said, solid, solid first episode. I probably liked it a little more than you. I just I love these, you know, this new clone match dynamic, the the, the uh, individuality they have. And again, this is uh, them showing. Um, like they did in, in, in Ambush, the very first episode of Clone Wars, and in Rookies and stuff like that. And 
you know, that the humanize the clones and we care about these clones. You know what I mean? So much now, especially guys like Rex and, and, and even throw Cody in there, even though not as much as, as Rex, but you know, we start to care about these guys and, and that's what makes this show so, so fun. And, and I, I'm so glad it's back and I can't wait to see what happens. And I don't, do you know exactly how many, is this supposed to be a four episode arc? I don't even know. I think it's we're getting twelve more episodes, so I think that's it's we're getting three arcs. I think. Okay. I think. So they're um, gonna stretch this out four episodes then. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. See I mean, I mean, I guess, I guess we're gonna find out. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I guess that's uh, that's it for this uh, episode. We got some email though, right? Some. some yeah, posts. we do have some email. Uh, you guys, uh, you guys can contact us. Uh, through all of our different social media platforms. We got uh, a comment from over on Facebook at facebook.com slash rebel cells podcast. Uh, and Stephen Yip commented over there. It is a great start. Uh, I asked what, what did everybody think of the first episode? I uh, can't wait to see more and where they take this storyline. The animators must have had fun reshaping the clone's face to match each of these characters. Yeah. Cause each one of them is a little bit different. Yeah. Um, oh, can I just mention one thing? Yeah. Is talk about this. Um, not only did they have these these new characters, Clone Force Nine Nine, with the different abilities and all that, but how about D. Bradley Baker? Yeah. Doing. I mean, just knock. I mean, he's already doing all the clones, and then to to add to it, he's doing this these other clones, Clone Force Nine Nine, with these these different abilities. It's just like holy mackerel, this dude. And and what he did with each character was so awesome. He made he made Wrecker sound a little kind of crazy, obviously, um, and, you know, and Crosshair had that, like I said, he had that chip on his shoulder vibe to his voice, you know what I mean, and, and his attitude. So I just shout out to Dee Bradley, man. He's just killing it with these cloned voices. But I, that just made me think of uh, the voice stuff, too. So anyway, uh, go ahead, Mike. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, and then over on Twitter, at Rebel Cells, you can get us on Twitter, at Rebel Cells. Uh, Martin, at uh, uh, Dharmit Studios, I, I, of course, Marty, we know and love, I, he did the new, the new, uh, uh, recap intro, um, which is great. Uh, he says, uh, great to have this show back. The animation is polished and beautiful. The episode itself had great action. And even though I saw the unfinished story reels, I can't wait to see what happens next. Mm Um, yeah. And some stuff has changed, right? They've mod- they've modified the story a little bit. So yeah, they did. They even Filoni talked about that in, in his that uh, video. Yeah, Clone Wars download is what download. The, the yeah, new, talked, uh, yeah, segments are called. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, cool. And then Dan Walsh also commented on Twitter uh, at Wana uh, Pineapple. Uh, <laughs> incredible. The super long. Uh, sorry, the long super cool camera shots beautiful updated look of the show and the music i honestly think i only noticed it like two or three times in the other six seasons but i noticed it through this episode you can tell the great kevin kiner learned a lot during rebels and i would i i would agree with that it's a little bit less um copying star wars and a little bit more of sort of its own thing yeah Um, and it is it is pretty good and he mentions the the camera shots, and that was something I had mentioned earlier too. It's just there's a few shots that are like, oh wow, that was really cool. You know, like I said, watching the the transport kind of sweep in, and the camera kind of follows it all the way into the landing platform. Just just yeah. cool stuff like that. Yeah, so cool, cool. Uh, uh, and too. then uh, yeah, and then we've got an email. Here's a nice long email. Uh, you can email us uh, rebelcells at gmail 
dot com. Uh, Michael and Matt, just tonight, February twentieth, twenty twenty. I watched the last episode of season six of the Clone Wars. I was one of those whose only knowledge of Star Wars were the movies. I don't think I had read any Star Wars comics, watched any Star Wars TV, or read any Star Wars books besides the A New Hope novelization. I'd seen A New Hope in the theater, dutifully watched it, the other uh, the other ten movies when they came out, and besides loving the radio versions of the original trilogy, that was it. Then Disney Plus started, and I decided to watch The Mandalorian. Loved that after the f- loved that after the first episode and decided to try the Clone Wars after hearing so much from Michael over my years of listening to him and Amanda on Quiver. Mm. I finally saw what Michael had been raving about for years <laughs> with the stories filling in much of what I couldn't figure out how we got from Attack of the Clones to Revenge of the Sith. I finally saw that the movies only touched on the Star Wars story. I enjoyed most of the arcs, in particular the sixth season's fives arc. You knew he would fail, and I almost didn't want to watch the end of it. I even liked... Uh, many of the Senate intrigue stories and missed them after the fifth season. I know the two of you had other views. Uh, <laughs> and by the end of the Mandalorian, I recognized the dark saber because I go. had seen it earlier in the clone wars. I saw the origin of saw Gerrera, an interesting character from Mo- rogue one, possibly my favorite star Wars movie as well. Uh, and perhaps most of all, I could see how Ahsoka grew to be a formidable Jedi as well. I enjoyed your podcast. I listened to almost all of them on my drives to and from work, uh, just as with Quiver. Uh, sorry, and just as with Quiver, I, it extended my appreciation of the episode. Both of you were so knowledgeable about Star Wars that it helped me learn more about the universe and drove me to keep visiting Wikipedia. Thank you for that. Anyway, I'm looking forward to episode 139 of the new season of the Clone Wars podcast, and you will finally get to episode 150. I already talked about that. We won't, but that's all right. Uh, we, at this point, have like 400 episodes of Star Wars animation podcasting. It I don't really care about the episode numbers. Uh, I also know that I have several seasons of Star Wars Rebels and Star Wars Resistance to look forward to as well. Take care, Windsor Morgan. So thank you, Windsor, for listening along. Thank you for finally getting into uh, 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 the Clone Wars, um, and uh, and I'm glad that you're enjoying it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's great to see that. Yeah, he talked about. Here's another thing too. You know, he talks in the second paragraph. He talks about Disney Plus and, and watching The Mandalorian, and you know, that's a lot of people that weren't necessarily that well first into star wars or just watch the yeah. movies that was a huge thing because you know even like even my wife was jumping on the mail and she couldn't wait to watch it every friday and she's just a casual she just watches it because i watches it because i watched it but but no she was like oh i'm getting into this she loves baby yoda and all this so i think this disney plus thing really turned a lot of things around and then obviously you know we've been talking about the clone wars for since 2000 but well, you since 2007 me since 2008 and uh it's good to know that some people are hearing that and finally going back and going wow this thing really is there's really some fantastic stories and here we go you know it's just yeah. this is one of those layers that kind of oh yeah it, it, you know doing something right i guess right so <laughs> yeah. uh, really cool stuff. Really cool email. Love that Windsor. Thanks for sending that in. Oh, we can, okay. That's it, I guess. Huh? That's it. Yeah, that's it okay. for this week's episode. Uh, we will be back next week with another episode of Rebel Cells to talk about Star Wars, the Clone Wars. I, I, uh, next week's episode, a distant echo, a mysterious live signal leads Jedi general, Anakin Skywalker, Captain Rex, 
and the Bad Batch to a Techno Union facility where they make a shocking discovery. They get more than they bargain for when they find themselves trapped by separatist forces in a distant episode. Uh, sorry, a distant echo, an all new episode of Star Wars The Clone Wars this Friday, February 28th on Disney+. Plus. So look forward to that. I, I Hit us up on social media, on all those different platforms. Uh, you can head to uh, rebelcells.com uh, to stay up to date with all the latest Star Wars animation news. Uh, and, of course, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast, and on Twitter and Instagram at rebelcells. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at arkwolf, A-R-K-W-U-L-F, and you can follow Matt at the crankster. That's crankster yep. with a K. Yeah. Uh, we're part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Head to thunderquack.com to check out more great podcasts in the network. Uh, and, uh, uh, of course, if you like what you hear, you can support us in two ways. First, by going to store.thunderquack.com and picking up some merchandise. Uh, and second, by going to patreon.com slash thunderquack and kicking in with your monthly pledge of support and getting some cool extras in the process. Um, that's it for this week's episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will catch you next week. Bye.